0: Learn more at marines.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of play me or fate me. And thank you for joining us as always. Oh boy. Was that fun on Saturday? Our first wall to wall day of college football. It had some very, very entertaining games. It was enjoyable other than the fact that, well, my entire day after all those wagers, Came down to the very last game. If UCLA minus the 14 and a half would have covered, I would have had a winning day. Unfortunately for me, they win by only 14 and I have a losing day. But uh, nonetheless, it was just fun to watch. Watching Coach Prime at Colorado, pulling off the upset at TCU, that was entertaining. Then obviously I got to see Texas State upset Baylor. And then I got to watch Wyoming in overtime In Laramie, get the job done against Texas Tech. So I guess maybe it wasn't a great day for the Big 12, but they created must-see TV, that was for sure. But uh, let's recap the card for you best I can. And if there was a learning lesson for me once again, my first four plays go 3-1 and for the second consecutive week. So I feel really good about that because obviously I dropped those first. Those are my four strongest plays. But if I liked one of them the most, it was Beep Beep. My Roadrunners of UTSA, they just ran into a tough Houston Cougar defense. They couldn't move the football. I would have never guessed I would be held to 14 points there. Lucky for me, I just had the one unit on it. But uh, that is not the game I expected to lose. But I do lose that. So congrats, the Cougars of Houston. I cash on North Carolina, minus the two and a half. I give Mac Brown and his coaching staff a lot of credit. Whatever they did at halftime, they made the defensive adjustments, and they were able to shut down South Carolina that second half, so that was a very impressive win for the Tar Heels. Then I had Toledo, plus the nine and a half. I said they had a fighter shot to win that game, and they did. They had the lead in the closing minutes, but Illinois kicks the game-winning field goal. We still cashed the plus nine and a half, but we don't get that outright underdog winner that I was kind of hoping for. Yeah. Put that together again with Utah on Thursday night. That's how my first four games once again go three and one for the second consecutive week. I played three money line parlays and I was oh so close. I only cashed one of them. It was North Carolina with Western Kentucky. That paid out a plus 105. I had UCLA paired with UTSA. Roadrunners once again come back to bite me. I had Liberty paired with Purdue and Purdue let that one slip away against Fresno State. I guess the early start time didn't impact Fresno State, that's for sure. So that's how I go one and two on the money line parlays. College football now, three and two year to date on the two team money line parlays. My first debut coaching angle, it didn't work this year. I think I'm five and seven now at this point. So I cash on Auburn, lose on Wisconsin, lose on Purdue, cash on Liberty, lose on TCU, cash on California, lose on UCLA. Cash on Western Kentucky, lose on Baylor, and that's how we get where we're at right now. My biggest regret, uh, yeah, I left a play off the card that I should have never left off the card. I did play it later, but I didn't mention it on the podcast, so I can't count it towards my official record here. But it was USC and the Lincoln-Riley angle as a 21-point favorite or more. It always goes over. I got 66. It went over by a ton. And I cashed the ticket, but once again, not an official one here for the podcast. And I apologize for not mentioning that because that's an angle that I should play all the time. Once again, when he's favored by 21 or more, the games tend to go over. Uh, and then in Major League Baseball, I go two and two. I cashed on the Texas Rangers in the first five over the two and a half at a minus 120. Dallas Keichel gives up a couple two-run homers in the first and second inning. So got that one home early. That was also my newsletter play. So I've hit four straight now in the newsletter. So that's a good thing. I cash on the Yankees and the Astros in the first five over four and a half, but I lose on the Cubs and the Tigers. So I go two and two yet again in baseball. My uh, Twitter bet, the parlay, yeah, didn't work out. I lost that one early. Uh, So once again, a little cold on those three-team parlays right now. Hopefully that'll turn around on Sunday. But uh, the card here for Sunday is going to be really short and really sweet. I'm exhausted of after 3 days of college football late into the night. So I'm probably going to take a nap on Sunday, but I'm missing a lot of the Major League Baseball lines. I am going to touch the LSU Florida State game. That is the big one, of course, but I'm going to lead off with my last debut coach angle. So I'm going to be on a Rutgers minus the 6 against Northwestern. Northwestern, of course, with the interim coach making his debut. I'm going to play the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers and lay the six points today in the Big Ten on CBS. Now, let's get to the game of the day. It's LSU and Florida State. And, oh, my, how things can change in a single season. Last year, when these two teams met, both were on ranked. Mike Norvell at Florida State, well, he was already in the hot seat. He was definitely facing heat and a lot of criticism coming off a 5 and 7 season. Meanwhile, Ryan Kelly, he was quickly trying to reload LSU after a disappointing 6 and 7 season. This year, it is the marquee matchup of week 1 of college football. Both teams have a ton of talent entering this battle in Orlando. Both teams are preseason top 10 and both have outstanding talent at numerous positions. Florida State does have the edge When it comes to experience, and that may be a factor, looking back to last year's game, Florida State had the edge entering the game since they played a game prior to the showdown against LSU. The Seminoles, well, they went 0-3 last year against ranked teams. I was a little bit surprised by that. Yes, 0-3 against ranked teams. Meanwhile, LSU went 2-2 against ranked teams. The talent level is close enough for me to take the team looking for revenge In the rematch of last year's thriller, I'm going to look and take LSU minus the two over Florida State to get revenge. Then in Major League Baseball, I only have one bet today because I'm still lacking most of the lines, and it's going to be the Arizona Diamondbacks in the first five over two and a half runs at a plus 110. It's Jack Flaherty getting the call for the O's. He has a 4.73 ERA, a 1.55 whip on the season. He has a 6.41 ERA since being acquired from St. Louis in August. Three or more runs allowed in each of his last three starts. Two starts already against Arizona this season. 11 innings pitched, seven runs allowed. That's a 5.73 ERA. The D-backs are ninth best in OPS against righties. That's enough for me. I'm going to play Arizona in the first five over two and a half runs at a plus 110. So let's recap your very, very short card here for a Sunday. I'm on Rutgers minus the six over Northwestern. I'm on LSU in the marquee game minus the two against Florida State. And in Major League Baseball, I have the Arizona Diamondbacks in the first five over the two and a half runs at a plus 110. So that's your card for a Sunday. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money, have fun, and let's cast some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery.